Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Sean, and with me as always is... Miss Susie Q, what's going on, everybody? I feel like it's been a while since I've been here, but then I'm like, it kind of has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just been some, a strange time recently. It's um, uh, We've had a few kind of uh, different guests here. Um, uh, we've jumped around quite a bit, but... Uh, um, it's been interesting, so but I'm happy to have Susie Q back with me. And um, uh, how's everything going, Susie? How's Adam doing? Is he doing good? He's he's still progressing very nicely. Um, he, uh, I mean, he still gets a little bit tired, but um, other than that, you know, I mean, almost back to normal, minus the um, a weight restriction, which has been, you know, a little interesting because he's like, well, I don't know if this is 15 pounds. And I'm like, I don't think it's 15 pounds, Adam. You can lift it just fine. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, hard to believe that uh, it's already been like over a month now, like almost a month and a half now. So it was quick. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't seem quick at the time, but then now it's just like, yeah, time's, time's really flying by. Um, and uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think of uh, what else was going on that I was going to let you guys know about. Um, oh, gosh, darn it. I'd... Have you been able to fish much? No, I have not been able to fish at all, um, mainly because all of my lakes are closed because of waterfowl season. Ah. So, yeah, that that happens usually about mid-October. Um, and last until December. So like this beautiful weather we've been having the last couple of weeks, like I'll just be so mad, <laughs> you bet. know, and then now with the time change, it's even worse, you know, like, oh God, that last Monday, the day after the time change, like I get off work at five and like mm -hmm. I stepped outside and I like wanted to cry. I was like, yeah. No! Yep. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was actually out on the water and I was like, oh, I should, I got plenty of time. And I was way out and I was like, oh crap, it's getting dark fast. 
And I did ask my phone. I'm like, hey, Siri, when is sunset? And she's like, five minutes from now. I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) Whoopsie. Right. I know. Yeah. I mean, there is a place that like I could go. The thing is, is it doesn't open to fishing um, until one o'clock. So I would have what, like three hours of fishing. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Before it gets dark. But. It's all right. I mean, it's it's going to give me um, plenty of time to, you know, take assessment of all my stuff, do my cleaning, organizing, et cetera, et cetera, whatnot. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just turned on the space heater here in the she shed for, like, the first time this this fall or this season or whatever have you because it was 58 in here. It's, it's 60 now, so it usually doesn't take too long. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, just been um, crazy with work and other things I've had going on. So, yeah, I I, I miss fishing though. Really yeah, <laughs> I bet. So. Well, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Steve Baker. Um, he uh, came over from Ohio to my house in Pennsylvania to uh he let me purchase his nk180 off of him so i have joined the motored kayak world as of last uh saturday so heck yeah dude you're gonna love that motor because that's what i have as well and i'm telling you like just it's just seamless you know like once you get the mount mounted on the kayak it, it does take a little bit getting used to dropping the motor into the two slots because there's this weird like bar thing mm-hmm. that'll sometimes get in the way. But like, once you get that figured out, you just drop it in, uh, tighten the thing and, uh, just hook up your cables and boom, you're ready yep. to go. Yep. I still want to do some cable rigging right now. I have it yeah. just on top, but, um, I'm going to, you know, run it through hole here in ah, a little bit, yes. but, uh, but I still was getting my battery situation struck, mm-hmm. uh, straightened out so that that's been an interesting adventure and might have an announcement coming in the future about that too so that was kind of cool but uh but yeah so that was exciting and um i'm now i'm still kind of you know we'll keep this hush hush but i I, i've tried it out on the water a few times even though i haven't got my registration yet (laughs) in the mail but uh i did pay for it i have the receipt and everything i was gonna say like you don't to have it like physically on your kayak as long as you've got the paperwork. Oh, really? I think you're supposed to yeah. have in Pennsylvania, you're supposed to have the letters on your kayak. Oh, you know really? I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm sure all states say that, you know, but well, yeah. As so. long as you have proof that you're like, <laughs> yeah, I just got it. I just had to come and test it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, um, tonight um, I reached out to uh, one of my, I, I, I know, I, and I've talked about uh, this gentleman on the Rusty Hook podcast. I know I've mentioned him on our podcast before uh, because he has one product in general that uh, I absolutely love, and it is with me literally every time I fish anywhere now. Um, but um, I wanted to bring on Ken Glasner Sr. from Ken's Jigs. So, uh, Ken, uh, welcome to the Paddle and Fin new hey, show. No problem, man. Uh, yeah, glad to have you. And, um, uh, you know, I know um, I just did an episode with uh, John Rapp on the Rusty Hook podcast, and we did like a, a Halloween grab bag. It was like, a, yep. if you were giving out fishing supplies on Halloween, what would you give out? And, you know, my answer was, uh, you know, your uh, weedless net heads because – um, I, I just cannot, it is a fishing staple for me. Again, I, uh, when I first started fishing net heads on the Susquehanna river, I used the Z man mushroom heads, um, with exposed hook. And I literally hated that bait because it would snag <laughs> constantly. I'm like, I don't understand why everybody loves these things. Cause they're, I was ag- so aggravated. And, um, uh, Scott, one of my buddies from, uh, heroes on the water, um, I was talking to him uh, at one of our meetups about it, and he's like, "Oh no, you you, you got to try these uh, um, weedless Ned Rig heads from uh, Ken's Jigs." And he gave me a handful, and that handful lasted me probably then longer than my last ten packs of regular Z-Man heads. And I was like, "Oh, this is the greatest well, thing that's ever." Not, that's not good for my business, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I definitely still, you know. Uh, I keep them coming. Not as much as Scott, though. Scott tends to really, really. Uh, uh, I think he, he fishes spot. like 
for a while, it was like every day he, he's posting pictures. Like he must live on live on the river, literally. Well, he he also fishes from the bank a lot. So right. at least on my kayak, I can kind of go over to my snags and pull them out. Whereas when you're on the bank, you're kind of right. if it gets out there and gets stuck, you're probably you're gonna break it off to get it back. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, so um, wanted to give you a chance to let uh, anybody who's not familiar with you, which is you know you're not uh, you know. Uh, super brand name out there so you know anybody who's not familiar with you uh maybe let them know who you are and kind of where you're from sure sure uh well like i said ken glasser senior um i live in central pennsylvania um about eight miles from seamans grove which anybody knows the area that's eight miles from the main branch of the susquehanna uh just below the fiber dam so i mean it's a it's a good stretch yep um, just something i well he said about snagging breaking a, a lot well that's actually why i got started I used to fish a lot of the, the Cabin Creek salty spiders a lot. And I, I would break those things off left and right. And I'd have them snagged on the bottom. And I'd be with my buddy in my boat. Every time you snag, it's like, hey, you want to go over here so I can get that back? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and actually the first mold I got was actually a shake it jig. I needed yeah, to rake in the barb because the salty spider has uh, the, the trailer. Plus okay. it has uh, the ring on it for the like the, the little um, skirt it has on it. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I'm, I'm tired of losing all these. So I bought one mold, this mold, but a couple pounds of lead. And then I bought a little melter and I started making these for myself. And uh, well, that's when I joined the Pennsylvania Kayak Fishing Association. And I met up with Brian Swingle and John Oost and them. And then Brian said, hey, he said, why don't you make a couple packs of these? He said, I'll see if I can sell some. Well, that, like I said, that was 60, that one mold was 63 molds ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, then he, uh, I was in his shop and I saw he had uh, the old Z-Man uh, uh, net heads. And I said, what do you give for a pack of them? He said, well, he told me what he gave. And I, I went and looked at my catalogs. I said, well, I can do better than that for you. So it just. And uh, he's one of the ones that every time I post a picture of a new jig, he says, I'll take 10 packs of those and 10 packs of those. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just, just that one that one uh, mold for me. It just turned into this. And then here we went. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, have you have you made many changes to the process or, you know, it was that a learning process? You know, I well, it was I, uh, it, it definitely took a little bit. Uh, but one thing I still I still use just a little a little Lee melting pot. Okay. Um, I have a couple bottom pours. I have trouble with them leaking, and I just I can pour much faster with that than having lead splatter everywhere off a, a bottom pour. I mean, I, I'll sit and pour a couple hundred a night with just that little little uh, bottom pour. I have three of them actually. So. Okay. But uh. Interesting. How, how and, long? and originally, of course, it was just a bare bare lead and no powder coating or nothing and slowly i got into that and then now there's <laughs> 20 colors there and <laughs> all my sort of making all my all my fluid beds okay so wow yeah it's a <laughs> it kind of like how do you uh, uh do you do you like have like a little toaster oven that you bake in to like yep. to, yep. yeah i have uh I have a, a a heat gun where I heat the jig up, and then the fluid bed. Of course, if you you hook it to a, uh, I have a an aquarium pump. Okay. It's an aerator. Okay. It goes into the bottom and just bubbles the lead, makes it like a liquid, and just dip it in. And then I hang it in my uh, hang it in my little toaster oven rack. I actually made yeah. myself a little. I actually made myself a little a stand where I can just set this on my bench. Oh, nice. And hang them all, and then when I'm when I'm ready, I'll just slide them in the oven. And I've seen people do it, and I and I keep thinking, you know, I you know I could get into it, but you know, for the price that you charge, it almost uh, <laughs> I don't want to make you know make it sound too uh, little, but uh, you, uh, you you almost make take the work out of it. I'm like, I I don't see me yeah, doing all the work if you're willing to do all the work for me. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and that's one of the big things. Even like the the box stores. You know, I I know what goes into them. I I see the whole I see the prices of the hooks, and I know what the paint costs and what they charge. It's just you know I can charge a retail price and make a couple bucks, and it's like I'm still under I can you know, undercutting the big stores. And then 
you know, you go to buy a jig at a box store. Okay, you can get this jig. Only comes with a two-aught hook. Well, somebody will say, well, I fish for something a little bigger. Can you put a four or five-aught? Let me check. <laughs> so I'll get the mold out, and I said, here you go. There's a five-aught for you. And then it's just, like I said, I, that's, one, that's one of the things I enjoy doing is making, is modifying them and making them, you know, something that people, you either you can't get commercially at, or just, you know, they're, they're hard to find. Or just a hook, a hook that's not supposed to be in the mold, but you want instead of a ninety degree bend, maybe you want a sixty or thirty. So it so when you tie it on, it just goes at a different angle. So I'll get my tools out and kind of modify it and see if I can put a different hook in it for them. I was going to say, I you know I see that constantly <laughs> on your page is uh, your custom orders. You know, uh, you know, just did a custom order for this guy, and you know it's those slight custom customizations that you know people find that work for them and it makes it makes a bait that might you know occasionally work well for them to be right. something that they can't live without and uh right. that's that's really cool hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, like you said about the, the weedless neds, one thing about them is, is the mold you buy calls for, if you buy the mold, it, it calls for a, a, victor, or, yeah, a victory hook. Well, these are actually a custom hook made by a fellow named Mike Bury. You notice, uh, like you use them, you see how the, I think you see it, how the, this lines up with the shank. Mm -hmm. The yep. victory, the victory, if you look at a victory hook, I, of course, I don't have any, but it kind of goes up at an angle. And you, you you can't get your bait to, 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 to hang on there straight. Gotcha. And he actually did a, he actually took one of his hooks and he took a victory hook and tied a string to both of them and put them on the edge of a table and kind of equal pressure on them. The victory hook. I guess because of the way the bend was, it kind of passed the point of re no return that it would actually start to straighten. It wouldn't return in line anymore. Mm -hmm. So I started with these hooks, and it's, I have a couple of different sizes, and everybody I, I, I know uh, uses them. They love them. They said they're strong. They, they're fighting five, six-pound bass, and they just they love them. Never, never had any problems with them. Yeah, no, I was gonna, and I can totally echo that. I mean, I have caught some friggin' big smallmouth. You know, everybody, some people tend to hate on the Ned rig because uh, they they call it a little fish bait, but you know, and and I do catch plenty of dinks on them. But right, right. I have also caught, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I have caught at least one twenty, uh, twenty inch smallie on a on a on a Ned rig, and I uh, caught I caught my personal best last October in, a, in an un unnamed creek. <laughs> <laughs> on on this with a, a yoga pants which is the black trd yep. yep my personal best was a 21 inch smallmouth nice and i nice. when i when i don't fish when i'm not fishing tournaments or stuff you know i have one of the metal catch boards so if i'm not fishing a tournament i may not even bring it or i'll keep it locked in my hatch or my kayak because i just don't want to need to have it up on the deck well, when I saw that one, I saw her come up to the top and swirl. I had I had to get to shore quick <laughs> and get that out of the out of the hatch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I, I called uh, last year. Uh, I think I was out on the river, and it, it was one of those times where I was just like, you know, I just need to go quick. So I left like almost all my stuff at home. I took like two rods, a small little tackle box. I'm like, I just wanted to go out in the river. I ended up catching like a 19 and a three quarters but I didn't have a measuring board because um, I didn't bring it. And I, so I actually paddled over to this bass boat and I was like, do you by any chance have a board or any way of measuring this? And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. Cause I wanted to make sure it was, I thought I, I was like, this might be my PB smally for this area. And uh, you know, it measured and it wasn't quite that big, but uh, I felt and like, I'm never again will I not have my measuring board with me. <laughs> Um, have you always been a, a kayak angler or um, actually like... I I just started I bought my like you don't hear Brian Brian hear this but it was a bass pro it was a a, a 10 foot sit-in uh, <laughs> and that was probably actually I was looking at old pictures that come up on my Facebook I think that was 2014 I think I bought my first kayak I just 
kept studying and studying. It was something nice. And that's kind of, so that's kayak fishing. You're wondering when you first started, it was a 45 pound, 10 foot kayak. You run home from work, you grab it, throw it in the bed of your truck and you take off now. You know, now we're trailering and we're picking these hundred pound kayaks. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we, uh, were you, uh, uh, were you a bank angler before that? Or do you have a boat or? Actually, no, I never had a boat. I, I, I fished a lot as a kid and then, uh, Got away from it for a lot of years. Fished with my dad. Got away from it for a lot of years. Uh, about, I think it was two, all 2013. I switched uh, places where I where, where I work, and one of the guys I had worked with, you know, he was a big big bass fisherman, and we just started bank fishing after work, you know, here the creeks or lake or wherever. And I just kept looking at kayaks more and more. I'd study them and look at all these different pictures and. I'm like a dog with a bone. Once I get an ID, I just, I, I'm studying all different ones for months. <laughs> See, <laughs> but, uh, and I, that's 2014. I got into that. And then, uh, and I had met Brian, I fished with the, uh, Pennsylvania kayak fishing association for a couple of years. And it's like, you know what? Well, so much those guys had those sit on tops and all that room. It's like, well, that'd be nice. So <laughs> and I, cause I got one from Brian then, and I've had this ocean Trident 13 ever since. Okay. But, uh, for any of you guys who don't know, he's talking about Brian Swingle, who uh, he runs a uh, outfitter called Five Mountain Outfitters. Um, what's the town uh, where that is? I always forget. Shikshini. Yep. yep. Uh, and it's a little bit of a hike for me, but it's worth it. His shop is awesome. It's like a, a old converted church, and yep. Yep. Uh, um, it's a really cool uh, shop. And um, he he does list. Uh, I don't know how he his prices are good, but like I buy. Whenever I go up there, like we used to have Heroes on the Water events there a few times, like once a year at least, and I would just bring tons of extra cash because like his crankbaits are cheaper than you can get them most places. You know, oh, yeah. Yep. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely we'll put a, his a link to his shop in the show notes too because if you guys are ever uh, anywhere near Pennsylvania, you're near the Susquehanna. If you come to fish the Susky for an event, it's almost worth the trip to go check out his store because. He's got a lot of good stuff. Someday we'll oh, have to have the, him on here. So yeah, the selection is, is unreal. What he has, Yak Attack gear, and it, it's it's there's, there's no end to it. <laughs> but for every name brand, he also has like little brands like you and and yep. some other really cool um, local places that uh, you would wouldn't otherwise like hear about. So um, uh, you know that's that's another reason yep. why I like going to his shop just to see that kind of stuff because yeah, he de he definitely caters to the the local guys if he can if it's something mm -hmm. they can offer it. It's if it's you know if it's worthwhile. He'll, he'll try it out yeah, definitely he, uh, but he's he's probably one of my biggest my, my first and probably one of my biggest biggest retail stores yet he's uh yeah he is cool. pretty much like i said when we were talking earlier every time i come up with something new i'll get a post on my picture i'll take 10 i'm in <laughs> 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 so well um i wanted to get go uh give a quick run through um you know so basically your your shop is mainly facebook i, I mentioned you did have um some ebay um yep. now as well but your your main business is through facebook um yeah yep. and I, I wanted to kind of go through kind of what you offer just so folks can take a peek at that because yep. it is getting pretty varied about it the, is. the different it is. And like we had said earlier when somebody makes a custom jig like well, like I made for Mike Reinhold, that was the net head with uh, the double weed guards. I don't always get all those pictures put up. I might make, I might have four or five different things on my bench here that I customized, but I didn't quite get them into a book or on the photos yet. But it's, it's, it's like if somebody wants something, like I said, I have 63 molds. Just if you don't see it, ask, please ask, because I, I may have already made it, just not gotten it up yet, or or something I've been thinking about making that somebody had asked about, and I'd be happy to you know, to make it and you know, put whatever hook you want. If I can, if I can put a bigger hook in, it doesn't call for it. <laughs> I love to do it. <laughs> so let's, let's uh, bring up your website here or the Facebook page. Um, it's Ken Jigs, Ken's Jigs on Facebook guys. If you're uh, interested, we'll make sure as always, we'll include links in the show notes, but um, um, I wanted to just kind of go through um, the different offerings that you have. So um, we have the, the worm nose jig, which, um, you know, anybody who fishes any kind of uh, worm or, you know, just looking for a jig head that kind of fits a worm a little bit. That And actually, I, mean, I have uh, two uh, guide services that actually they use those instead of the regular net heads. Okay. They, they love they, they buy those by the hundreds off of me. 
Huh. Interesting. Raw, raw. And they say we don't need paint. Paint's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And um, it, it it definitely these have a different kind of uh, keeper than um, like the the weedless Ned rig. You just kind of pull it down over that little bend, and this one actually yeah. has a keeper. It looks like so. That's it. That. It has a double a double lead bar poured right in it. Yep. Gotcha. So um, we'll go. This is my <laughs> favorite. The one I I have. I don't know how many I've bought. I, I'd say probably, I know I've bought at least 75 because I bought, I have three 25 packs sitting right here with me. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And, and the, uh, what well, we can show colors then too, but this is uh, my favorite head that you pour um, that I, I definitely use, uh, like I said, constantly. Um, so definitely uh, that one's been a great, uh, great addition to my lineup. Um, egg sinkers. Um I'm guessing that's more like the cat fishermen uh, are, are big uh, on that. I cat fishermen, and I have a guy. I don't know if you heard him. Is uh, it's uh, on Facebook? It's NC Pierman Terramelli. Okay. Uh, Tim Terramelli. He's actually in North Carolina. He's a big red drum fisherman. Oh, gotcha. They buy that. He buys them by the hundreds. Huh. Three three eighth ounce. That's the only size he gets. Okay. And he he fishes them for red drum, just enough to keep keep it. Uh, Keep it hanging up from the bottom a little bit, but yeah. Nice. Uh, we have river sinkers. So again, not something I use a lot of, but I'm sure catfish fishermen. I, I, I have I have a couple guys use them for uh, bait knockers to get your they run oh, yeah. down your line to get your snags off. Yep, <laughs> that's actually a good idea too because uh, I I I was buying those bait knockers and I do go through them a good bit. So uh, that's not a bad idea. I might have to. Uh, pick some of those up. Uh, underspins. That's cool. I actually, I think actually, I do have some of those because I think I might have gotten uh, one of those from you in my. Uh, I picked up a couple on the like at our uh, kayak anglers of Central PA. You donated a couple of bags of kind of random heads, mm -hmm. and yep. um, I believe I do have a couple of your of uh, these actually as well. So. Um, those are definitely a, a a cool thing, and right now that's that's big. Anytime you can add a little flash to your swim baits, that's um, you know bonus right now on the on the river anyway. Uh, let's see, we have the regular round ball heads. Although this has a staggered yeah, that has a staggered barb. Somebody had actually from Florida ordered them off me. I got them old for him. He ordered them one time, and now I have them old. <laughs> <laughs> Some, sometimes if someone wants a pack of, of uh, just a regular round head with a barb, and if I have some of them poured, I'll just throw them in because the extra barb isn't going to hurt anything. Right. So. Uh, Shad darts. So I was asking him, uh, uh, Ken, about this before we started because I was curious what, what these were used for. And as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it, it looks like a trout magnet. But I never saw them anywhere near, like three quarters especially. So. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of cool. Um, and then a couple different, uh, really small sizes of the shad dart and different lengths. It looks like. Yeah, and the, you see the the long the long four. That's actually a customized size. Um, it's that and the six. I had to modify them a little bit to get them in. But some guys have went like a little longer, a little longer of a worm when they're fishing for trout. Gotcha. The order. I just had a guy from uh, Texas order some of them from me. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's interesting, you know. Um, you, you talk about your customer base, and I'm sure that's kind of got to be growing pretty good too. Oh yeah, yeah. it's uh, you know, I have I've I have about three tackle shops that order quite a bit, but like all year long, I'm getting finding new customers a couple of months that whether word of mouth or like I said, I have a small eBay store which I kind of use as advertising because I can't put everything I I make on eBay to just take forever to do it or all my customization, all my different custom customizing that i do so you know if they'll get in touch with me and say can you do this i said well here i said you know i'll just customize some stuff for them and and kind of right. eBay, they, they kind of push ebay aside and then they're directly for me so yeah no and then that probably helps you out a little bit too because ebay oh, yeah. does like to take their cut for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> 15 15 for sporting goods wow okay yeah. oh, yep. highway robbery <laughs> yep. Well, see, that's the thing. I have, of course, I jack my prices up fifteen percent to cover that. Gotcha. Anytime yep. somebody orders something, I send them a little handwritten note, you know, thanking them and telling them if you can order directly from me, at better prices and a lot more of an inventory than what I have there. And then I picked up a couple customers from that. 
Oh, I'm nice. sure. Yeah. So we have the tip-up jigs. Um, that looks not like a shaky head, right? Yeah, that's basically just a, a stand-up that has the uh, the coil keeper on it. Yep. Okay. These are your regular round ball heads. Yep. Yep. Which um, I like the the really small sizes of these because um, like I I throw uh, an Alabama rig and um, a lot of places the smallest ball head jig you can buy is like a quarter and you know that can be too heavy on uh, a rig when you're throwing oh, yeah. you know five baits five so them, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. I like to, I like to use the one sixteenth and one eighth on those because it makes the a rig a not so hard and heavy yeah. to throw and tiring but. Um, I don't get, you know, I can run it in the Susquehanna where it's only, you know, four foot deep and I don't constantly snag up the bottom and lose my A-rigs because that gets expensive <laughs> too. But um, the banana jig, um, where'd that one come from? That was just, a, that, was an, that was one I got from a friend of mine. I don't know if they used to tie stuff on it. They used to tie something that kind of has like a, a beveled little, little collar on the bottom. I see that. It almost looks like a Roadrunner uh the you know the old bait that the roadrunner that had like an underspin on it yep then you have your flat stand-up heads i did get some of your wacky weedless heads in one of those uh yep and those those work great for me on lake redmond i i was just out there yesterday uh fishing and uh um i i always like a weighted uh uh wacky head i i just it helps me with my patience because it's falls just (laughs) a little bit faster when you're just waiting for uh a weight, uh, weightless ra- wacky rig to fall. I, I swear that is the longest uh, <laughs> time in my life. But and uh, we have uh, swim bait hooks, so those are definitely uh, popular on the Susquehanna. And um, those are looks like regular uh, mushroom head jigs, kind yep. of. Yeah, they're they, regular, regular Z man. Yep. And tube jigs. I do have some of these too. Yeah, I, I, a lot of them. If you notice, like on the ones on the right, I think they're oh, might be old. I like to. I usually like to throw a three and a half inch or a four inch too. I love tubes on a Susquehanna pretty much mm-hmm. all year long. Mm-hmm. But I have, I actually have a long shank hook on those because if you throw the, the throw the bigger tubes and you have a standard size shank, it kind of wants to curl your bait up or you have to put a little snip in it. Yeah. So actually, I've made a bunch. Of, I use these a lot with a longer shank on them. Gotcha. I might have to hit you up because I've been looking for, I don't know if you could make them, which I'm sure you could, but there's the, um, oh, whoever makes the stupid tube hooks, they only uh, go down to a certain weight. I've been secret looking, lures. Secret, yeah, that's what it is. But I'm looking for like an eighth of an ounce of a hook. That's I've, like, I've actually been, been looking at, at doing something with that, with the hook from... That weighted that weighted hook with the screw lock on it with a big extra wide gap. I've actually been toying around with something putting a weight in that that you could thread through. Mm-hmm. Have that big tech you could Texas almost Texas rig that extra wide gap hook on. I've been actually looking at messing with something like that for a little while. I had guys. Uh, you said you about you had the Alabama rig, Sean. That one right there. That actually shattering that eighth ounce. Actually, I I use that. Okay. Rig. I can I see that. I did them last year. I did them in chrome. Nice. Gotcha. I put uh... them in chrome and I put chartreuse eyes on them. That's what I was throwing. As nice. Alabama. And then you had your have the you know, have the regular keeper on it right there. Though. Yeah. No, that that definitely. Uh, I might have to change that up because I just use regular ball head, but that that would probably work just as well, if not better. And of course, as soon as I, I come up with them for myself and post a picture, then Brian wanted some of them. But well, there's, there's one right there with the green chartreuse eyes in it. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Very nice. That's yeah. That's, that's what I was throwing on my. I tried mine last year. Unfortunately, I tried it at a uh, Slay Nation tournament. Uh, we went the first time I was ever down there. We went to uh, Lake Marburg, and that was terrible. Uh-huh. Well, Lake Marburg isn't a good judge so, for anything, but there, uh, were, there were 20. 26 of us in the tournament, 25 of us tied for second with no bites. <laughs> oh, yep, that, that sounds like Marburg. So for, for the first place guy got two fish. That was it. Yep. He, no. got, he got first, he got all the places and biggest fish. He won, he won the whole pot. Oh my the, gosh. The only time I've ever caught a fish on Lake Marburg at a tournament, I was I I had a Ned rig tied on. I chucked it out there and I stopped to pee. And when I looked up, my Ned rig was swimming off. 
That was the only time I've ever caught a fish on Lake Bearbrook. And uh, and I've fished probably, it's sad to say, like probably three or four tournaments there. So that we, remains we had a gone down. It was We went down a day early and a cold front hit. We got there early Friday morning. It was 43 degrees and drizzling rain. It was just miserable. That and, sounds and, like the last time I was there. For oh, it was like 10, 10, 15 mile an hour winds. It blew us off the lake about lunchtime. It's like, we're done. Yeah. That was, that was terrible. And then Saturday wasn't any better. <laughs> I mean, I, I watch, there's, if you ever watch videos on YouTube for Lake Marburg, um, there's like one bridge. <laughs> And yep. every video of people catching fish at Lake Marburg is that bridge. Yep. So, of course, when we have tournaments there, that's where everybody goes. So, if you don't make it to the bridge first, you're not gonna get <laughs> you're not gonna get a fish where everybody or you know everybody knows there's fish. Yep. And there's well, that's a shaking jig. That's actually the that was that first one I showed you that I first started with for yep. my salty spiders. And actually, I also used it. Um, I get uh, this little little tackle shop near Walker Lake called uh, Clark's Wiggly Worm. He's a, he's the only tackle shop on the, on that. He has a lot of uh, trout stuff, crappy stuff, because a lot of crappy in uh, Walker Lake. And uh, I bought these. I don't think I have anything handy, but big, ugly, fat swim baits. Hardly any detail on them. Has a big smoke twister tail. Well, if you get most of your eighth inch eighth I'm sorry eighth ounce jigs, they're they're not deep enough to put on a, a big swim bait. Yes, mm -hmm. I, you know I was missing. I miss hook sets all the time. Well, I got this and put a little a bigger hook with a deeper throat in it that it would stick out above the above that. Man, I just have a, a good time on on Penns Creek with those. Well, you shouldn't have said the P P Creek. You're, yeah, yeah. You gotta keep that quiet. You well, know. That's a big place. That's a big place. <laughs> no, no, right, right, right. The, the, the sex and I fish um, like for towards pre-spawn early May. I don't I don't let that out. But uh, <laughs> the, best, the, best, the best year I had there, I went out about probably about three years ago. It was in April. We had we were getting some sixty degree days in April. I mean, it, it just turned on the smallmouth. And this certain section, they just fill up. It'll fill up in May and June, July. You won't get a bite. Yep, <laughs> I know quite a few people who went there for the uh, Hobie tournament last year. Oh yeah, and yeah. we're like, oh hey, you're about two months too late. Sorry yep. about that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Then the weed, then the weeds get in there, and it's just miserable. You can sit mm. in the middle of the current and on your kayak, and you won't go anywhere. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, the the line tie on this one is interesting too. It's like got a, it's like got a interesting angle, and it's it's spun. It's ninety. Yeah, that's, that's a mustad with the 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 the, 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 turn, the flat eye on it. Yeah, that's a sixty degree bend on that one. Okay, cool, cool. And most most of my hooks are mustad hooks. I mean, I, I found they're they're strong. A lot of them are black nickel because that sixteen ounce. Actually, I can put a five aught in that. For that, that gentleman I was telling you about who fishes for the drum, because the drum, I guess they have very hard jaws. Okay. And they break a lot of hooks. And I actually sent them to them, and he actually gave me a shout-out in one of his uh, podcasts, because a 16th ounce with a 5 eye hook, I think he's only ever had one break in like three years he was getting them for the red drum. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's a black nickel hook, so it stands up to the salt water fairly well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and a lot, lot, like I said, a lot of mine are mustad black nickel. Now, uh, some of them are eagle claw that you, I can't, you can't, I can't get a replacement. Uh, there's a mustad may not make an equivalent for it, mm -hmm. but I mean, a lot of the eagle claw with their laser sharps, there are some pretty good hooks. But I'm a, I'm a, a mustad black nickel hook fan if I can. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Here's so we have more of those kind of swim bait heads though. Yep. And uh, more underspins. And those, up oh, you go to those underspins. That's actually a bigger mold. Those actually have a tie on for a skirt. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. And actually, cool. I did some of them for a River Runners uh, kayak series in Delaware, where I would tie a skirt like on the top half of that. That way, the blade wouldn't interfere with it. Okay. Cool. Just yeah, that's them. pretty custom. You know, fish aren't going to see that every day for sure. And then, and actually, then what I did with that that particular one, I just pulled one out here. Well, there's uh, there's one of those. That's a three eighth ounce with yep. the ring and the barb on it. And what I did is I poured it without the without the loop on the bottom. Gotcha. And then I turned it into a a tied swim bait. Ah, uh, that's cool. Yep. The swim jig head. Yeah. Nice. And this one in particular, 
I tied up has a has, has like gold barbed wire with white, and that's a, a Kai Tech paddle tail smallmouth magic. I actually I wanted to get I just I just come up with this one about a month ago, and I, I was hoping to get out in the Susky with it, and I never did. But I did take it to a, an unnamed lake I fish at, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I caught I caught 19 largemouth that oh. day with it. Every one was on that jig. Would that be a uh, small, unpowered lake? <laughs> uh, perhaps. <laughs> I, I may or may not be familiar with it. <laughs> but I, I, I threw that, and I have pictures of 19 largemouth, and every one was caught on that. And I was like, I would just love, right, especially right now, to get on the Susquehanna with it and try those colors. But I just, just can't get away. And then right now I have uh, my couple tackle shops I have. They're placing big orders because usually by February to April, they get like a lump sum shipment to start the year. So right now was one of my busiest times of the year. So, I mean, I mean, even, you know, if I get, if I have a big order and someone says, Hey, can you make me 40 or 50 of these? I, I never turn away the, my retail customers. I can always throw their stuff in while I'm pouring. Cause I want to keep them happy too. Right. Right. Uh, and and we had part, some bad part about everything. A lot of my stuff being custom I don't have a lot of stuff over poured where I can say, here, I have them already. I'll ship them to you. Oh, yeah. So that that probably means a couple of busy days in the shop for you when yeah, you get big yeah. orders like that. And I'm then, sure. like, you know, I said, I have 20, about 20 different colors I powder coat. So I can I can usually usually have black and green pumpkin on hand. That's usually the black is usually the biggest, mm -hmm. biggest uh, call for it. But, you know, I have my chartreuse and then uh, I actually pour some for uh uh, if you've heard of Thomas Customs Lures, they're in New Mexico. They, okay. hand, they they hand tie. It's actually Melissa and Chuck Thomas. They hand tie hair jigs. I mean, uh, deer hair, rabbit fur. They make some amazing stuff. And actually, I got into making their jigs for them. All of theirs are uh, ball collars. Okay. So and they had they had some certain colors they wanted, uh, like a copperhead and uh, watermelon with red flake. So I got into some other colors for them. Gotcha. So, yeah, that makes sense when you're doing, you know, especially when you're getting into the hair, like the actual real animal hair that you want right. to have some pretty specific colors, I imagine. So, right. yep, yep. So we have our drop shot weights. These are uh, those colored with a... That, was a, that was a custom shake it uh, that wanted a, a different, a, a little heavier hook, but a shorter shank. I, I mean, that's one I made fit. I... A little uh, customization made it fit and then put the weed guard on it for them. Yeah, very cool. Hair jigs. Um, I actually, that is one thing I do have. I and I forgot to bring them down because I definitely have some of your hair jigs too. I had actually, I, I poured them and painted them. I had a buddy of mine tie a couple up for me. Um, I where I work with one or two guys that'll do like stuff like this. Um, but I'm not, I'm not much into the hair. I wear, I'm getting into the silicone more, but the hair, I just. That's just too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we have uh, nail heads. Um, those are always fun. And uh, there's your uh, the tapered my, uh, tube head uh, with weed guard. Yep. 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 Well, one of my, that's one of my customized. I did for, uh, well, I think Mike Reinhold was one of the first ones that asked me if I could do that for him. <laughs> Mike does love his tubes. Yep, yep. Um, and there's your, some get into some silicone. Yep. Yeah, there's a couple I started. Actually, I wound up with a guy from uh, Texas this year, and he was telling me. He said he's telling me exactly what he wanted. We worked through it, and he's a small, uh, largemouth fisherman. Well, in his lake, the uh, uh, largemouth are eating, eating like they have a lot of white crappie in there. So actually, I did that. I made that one for him. Okay, that's an archie head. Gotcha. Uh, has a little green pumpkin on it, white with silver flake, and then I put some crystal flash in there with the. Uh, the chrome gotcha so that, yeah that was that would look like his uh the the white crappy huh. he wanted so nice and then we have uh more uh you know jig heads regular jig heads yep there's a orky head molds yep. <laughs> then we, oh that's, i that's, forgot there's the that's, flat that's ones a, that's a new one that i made yep yep i remember seeing those on the on the on the site and i was like oh i know uh a couple different applications i could use for those I have a guy in uh, New York was fishing them eighth ounce, but he was putting a ribbon tail worm on that and fishing twenty five foot deep lake with him. Wow! 
He Holy says he said the way they flutter on the way down with a ribbon tail worm. He said he said that was putting fish in a boat all all weekend long. Huh. And that, that's actually an old old swim swim jig mold, which you can no longer actually the hooks are discontinued for it. Huh. Actually, I still have a couple of them. <laughs> actually, a discontinued discontinued hook. Gotcha. Okay, look at that. Yeah. And they, like I said, it, it's no longer made. And if you go on the site, they'll tell you there's no replacement for that hook. <laughs> so I uh, I took got my tools out and I kind of machined it to fit uh, fit a different hook that I used. That's actually two different stuff. One, the bottom one is actually the wacky hook from the wacky weedless. Okay. And the top one, the top one is the hook from the actual weighted swim jig with the screw lock on it. Okay. I machined it so they would fit in there, and I could go a lot bigger hook. Most of them were you, all you could ever get was that small hook in it. Yeah, yeah. And actually, now I can do a quarter and a three eighth ounce with the uh, that upper hook in it. Okay, very nice. And we have these are the different there's, colors. Okay, there's some heads. of the ball heads that I made for uh, Thomas. The hair jig. Some of the different colors. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Okay. Um, there's uh, there. ball head. Uh, yep. Um, Yep. Those are ones I made. Those are the same hook I use on the weedless Neds. Yeah. A lot of people like the, the little round ball, the owner heads. Okay. And there, oh, there's and that. that. There's <laughs> that one I made. Yep. Very nice. Very cool. And I think that's it for that. And then quickly we'll jump through the colors here um, just to show you because there, there is a lot of colors too. We have uh, black chartreuse which i i don't know i chartreuse is one of the uh i think that was one of the first one colors i asked you for and because um i have i have luck with chartreuse on on the river anyway um uh, it's just enough of uh you know just enough of a color difference that i i don't know it just I, to me it makes it stand out a little bit but uh, watermelon green pumpkin obviously staples white um watermelon red flake that's kind of cool um gold red red um and i actually use red too on occasion i might have to get some of those copperhead i like that copperhead yeah yeah it's kind of a, it kind of has like a green flake mixed in it mm -hmm. watermelon that's, that's, illusion that's a new one there that's a uh a boss armor color i got from a, a guy okay that's kind of like cool kind of yeah. makes it look speckled almost looks like it has a texture to it yeah yeah yep powder blue Ooh. pink Orange, black starlight that has some uh, speckles in it too. Yep, I'm guessing. Yeah, under, under a light that actually has like little silver specks in it. Gotcha. Nice. Chrome, obviously, Chrome. and purple. All right, so yeah, that's quite a different, uh, quite Very a few nice. color options there too. So yeah, definitely some uh, good choices there. Um, and like you said, if if you don't see it on the on his page, ask him because you know. Uh, odds yeah. are he's gonna like figure out something for you. Yeah, or or like I like I was talking earlier, maybe something I've already come up with and made for somebody, but that was that was the only ones I made, and I didn't get any extra or just get the didn't get the picture and the sizes put up on my page. <laughs> like I said, you know that that was far from sixty three different jig styles. Well, it's on my whole. And we were talking earlier. That's like my wife. She keeps saying, "You get you know, so many different things." It's well, it's what's it? I customize. So I mean, it's right. And and that's the other thing, you know, that you're not going to get from the you know those big box stores. You know, right. you, you can pretty much dial it in to you know what the customer needs, and then that's right. that's right. really super cool. Um, so I, as far as you know, the future, what uh, any plans like you know expansion or you know? Well, I've. I've actually all started with Brian's shop, and, you know, and I, you know, in my, my retail sales. I mean, they're they're, they're what keep me going most of the time. I meet new people and you know, customize stuff for them, and they a lot of most of them are repeat customers. I mean, I do get a lot of repeat customers, um, but I like any of my um, my tackle shops. I don't. I try to keep them fairly apart. I have uh, five mountain outfitters on Shikshini, which that's on the North Branch, about an hour and a half north of me. Uh, I have uh, Base Camp Outfitters, which that's down in Newport, right on the Juniata. And then this summer, I actually picked up Blue Heron Sports in Milton. That sits right on the West Branch. Okay. 
So this year will be their they, – they bought a couple things. This this will be their first year for a big stocking, and then they'll go out from there. But uh, I'm not sure what all he's going to want yet. That's why it gets to be my busy time right now because actually in two weeks I'm going to go talk to him. He said he'll have an order ready for me if I can have it by February 1st for him. And then gotcha. I went and signed up for a uh, uh, a fishing show. Um, first weekend in January, Capital City Bassmasters has one at the Marysville Lions Club. Okay. So I signed up for that. So then now, so now I'm getting this big order. So I'm hoping I can have enough stuff made. <laughs> and if I have a good turnout at the show, hopefully I have enough stuff left. I can get the rest of his order filled for another, next month. But well, very cool. It sounds it could, definitely could be a busy, like... a real busy two or three months right here. Well, yeah. good. And and hopefully, you know, our our our, our listeners can uh, hit you up a little bit and maybe uh, um, yeah, get uh, get some business from or for you there too. So. Um, Anything else that you wanted to cover? I I, I know uh, I was going to ask you a little bit about like testing your you know your products and stuff like you know how often you get out to fish and well I I, I well with I with <laughs> with it well like the like, I usually like to fish a couple of times over the winter. Me and a couple of guys go out, but this year doesn't look real good till at least February. <laughs> with yeah. the, the order is coming, but I do a lot of uh, side work like up at Brian's, putting a right. roof on his building for him and. I got a Very lot cool. of extra work involved here or there, but yeah, pretty, pretty busy. If I'm, if I'm not out working lots of times, I am in the shop, but one of the few things I tested was that, was that swim jig with the, the tail and I was hoping it would work well and it did for me. So, uh, I know on the river, the, that gold shiner or anytime you can get that kind of gold color in it, it seems to do good. And actually that, that color of skirt was actually, I bought it off a of, just by looking at the picture. It was completely wrong. I thought I thought it was. I tie a. Uh, I don't know if I have one. I probably only have one here, but it's a. Uh, yeah, I don't have it. It's a it's called a it's called a whiskey green pumpkin barbed wire. Okay. And you put two skirts of that on, and you use a, a double a four inch double tail twister green pumpkin black flake on it on a green pumpkin head. I mean, hmm. that thing kills them. Last two years, we'll use that in the summer in Susquehanna, and it just kills them. Gotcha. So I, I kept buying that color from the same place. Well, then I need to restock, and I ordered it. It, it was, you know, it's the same stock number. I got it. The color was like three shades lighter. I thought, hmm. oh, this. no. So I kept looking and looking, and they said, well, we have a, a new run, a first run of this new color. I looked at the picture. You know what? That looks like it. If you're only going to have one run, I ordered a 1,000 tabs. <laughs> it was completely, completely worthless. Well, that was, oh, no. that, was, that was the color called avocado and gold. So I turned it into this with a golden green jig because that even the jig I put some green pumpkin on the top of it. Okay. To give it a, a green dark green top, but it actually it worked out well. Anybody wants them? I have a thousand tabs. Hey, just make it part of like you know. Hey, you buy so many of these, you get this. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, and if it works, dude, that that could have been the best mistake you ever made, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I can start making some more of those gold ones, and people say, "Oh, well, that's one thing." Uh, Mike Ridenour had said he was actually sent him two of them. He wanted, he was hoping to have them uh, for the Bass Bass Masters in time, but I guess they got there when he, as soon as he got back. Gotcha. Yeah, I actually sent two of those to him. Okay. He he wanted to try and they missed him by a day, but. but yeah. All right. Well, well, very cool. Anything else that you wanted to cover? Uh, any other, you know, uh, any other new uh, products you have in mind, or you know, where you're headed, or anything like that? Well, I don't know. It's a. I just I keep keep expanding a little here or there, and I have to you know get an extra tackle shop. And sometimes, like boy, that was kind of dumb to do that because I just get so swamped <laughs> for some time. It's like, what did I do? It's. <laughs> but it, it works. It works itself out. It just. Uh, I spend the winter pouring, not too much other stuff to do. So I try to get stocked up and, you know, people understand, you know, they say, well, can you have it for February 1st? Like, well, can you wait? Maybe a, well, I'll try to get it close to that time. Might not quite be that, but. Uh, yeah. Get caught no. up. Actually, actually, it's me and my wife. My wife helps a lot. She, uh, I actually pour them and then uh, I'll send them up to her upstairs. She'll clip, clip the sprue off the top and then she'll hit them with a file. Take the, take the little burr off the top and then she'll send them back down to me and I'll get time to powder coat them. Then I'll send them up to her with the bags and their right stickers. And then she'll bag them for me. And 
Because if, nice. if I be some, if I because when I first started, I used to do all that. I mean, I sit down here clipping them and cleaning them and then bagging them. You know, I get a big order from Brian. You know, it might be you know a thousand or two thousand different jigs. So I sit and clean them and bag them. Nobody's nobody else's orders were getting touched until I can yeah. get right. done. But yeah, she's a, it's definitely a, a big help with her uh, her cleaning them up for me and getting them bagged for me while I can just keep working on more orders. Well, make sure you thank her for us then too. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was actually going to ask you like just to kind of give us an idea. Um, how much lead does it take to fill just like one mold and how long does it take to set? So like from start to finish, if you were just pouring one mold and then, you know, forming it and all that other stuff, putting the hook in it and then powder coating it, what is the time frame for just one mold start to finish? Would you say? Uh, well, like, like, like I get a small order. Somebody wants like, just like a dozen or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, once it gets heated up, you know, it might take, if I just plug them, plug the, uh, Melder in it might take ten minutes or so, which I'm doing other stuff while it's it's getting ready. But when you pour the lead within, you can just watch it. As soon as you pour the lead in, you have about ten seconds. You can pop it out of the mold. Oh wow! It's, it's instantly. You know, lead melts at 621 degrees. Well, at 620, it's getting hard. Wow! So I'll be darned. You pour, into, wow. you pour it into the mold. You can just watch it turn color, and it's done. I can pop it back out. And then if I would a twelve of them, I could sit and pour them in a matter of a couple minutes i can get a dozen poured out gotcha and then uh well, i dip I, I heat them up i dip them in the powder coat and then once mm -hmm. they cool a little bit because I, I always take i always clean the eyes out nothing i hate more than buying a <laughs> yeah. the, i was going to mention that yeah. too the paints and you know oh it is something real simple i use a number, number 11 exacto knife you put it in there you spin it you clean the lead off and then you bake it don't do it after you bake it <laughs> yeah, forever trying to get that off of there. <laughs> but uh, but then, you know, I you know I've I've bought jigs from Z Man or and you're painted and the eyes are shut. Yeah, it's like they're not. Sometimes they're they're tough to get. I actually when I first started, I bought one of those little uh, eye poppers. Mm -hmm. I've I've broken them trying to after I powder coat them. I've broken them trying to get the lead popped out because the lead's that hard or the the paint's that hard. Paint. Yeah, yeah. I've broken them, so it's like you know what. I don't want someone to, to get a dozen of these and you're out in their kayak or something and you pull it out and there's no way to get it on your line. Yep. So I, I, I do make sure that all of my eyes are clean. Most of them, you know, I have all, I get all the paint scraped off. I don't, I don't want uh, anything like that. And that's one thing I could do. It, it's tougher to do when you pour a thousand of them. It, it takes, mm -hmm. it takes a while. I'll fill, I can fit 110 jigs on that rack I showed you. Once I have it poured, it usually takes me. I usually go through that rack. It'll take about 15 minutes just to clean the eyes of all 110 jigs out mm -hmm. before I put it in the oven. Then I bake them for 20 minutes. So and then you let them cool. But yeah, I can. I, mean, I can sit here in a night if I'm just pouring. I can. I can sit here for a couple of hours and probably pour two or three hundred jigs. Okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a I got a good deal from a buddy this year. I want it with 600 pounds of lead. So. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> you quite a while yeah yeah it, it will not not as long as you would think but yeah it'll yeah i probably have a, a couple years off of it until i have to, to hunt it up again but like nice. I, say, I got a really good it's a little harder than normal but i just have to watch um some of the jigs if uh when you break the sprue off the top of it if it's a hard lead it'll break and give you a little divot mm -hmm. well uh, epoxy paint won't fill that in so like uh, the, the custom ones for Thomas Customs Lord where they're hand tying custom jigs. I have to make sure I have a very soft lead for that. That way when I break that off, it's smooth. And I just have to touch it up with a file. It doesn't have a hole that you see in the tops of them. But gotcha. it's, 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 a, it's one of those learning things. I mean, um, normally the hard, the hard lead is no problem. It's pure. It's just harder. Yeah. It's usually I don't have any trouble with any of them, but certain ones you just have to be real careful and um, different molds you learn that, you, you have to make sure it's poured directly into the hole because if it hits the side and runs down, it actually cools before it gets to the bottom. <laughs> and then you're, you're, you're throw, I have a I have a whole box of ones that are missed pours. Eventually, someday I'll just throw them all in and melt the lid off. Melt it up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if a lot of them are like 64th ounce shad darts with a number eight hook. I'm not going to sit and pick those hooks out. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll just melt them, throw the hooks away, and, and you reuse the lead. But... <laughs> 
Right. Uh, nice. And then like like I use like these these I learned that's the blade the, the blade jig, the vibrating jig. Oh yeah. Those you have to pour very fast because that with that the that blade being that cool and that big of an area, if you try to pour it slow, you'll never and it was frustrating for a while because I could never get a good pour on them. Okay. No, I didn't see those on your site. Those you you do bladed uh, jigs too. Yeah, Did you I might not know if I had them on or not, but I have the, they're they're a quarter and a half ounce. Okay, that's good to know too because those in the winter time that's about uh, one of my go tos on the Susky anyway. So yep, I had a, a, an ice fisherman actually uh, uses them a lot, and he said you know they were like four dollars and fifty cents at Bass yep. Pro. Mm-hmm. And I went, I went and priced them out. It's like, well, that's ridiculous because I, I was retailing like for like two fifty or two seventy five. Nice. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but, but yeah, those I do I, tend to snag a lot and lose. Oh a lot yeah, because, yeah. I mean, they're just because you're you're literally banging them off the bottom because they irritate yep. the fish. <laughs> so depends on what you have on the bottom. You have two exposed treble hooks. You're you're hitting the bottom. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yep. You break a yeah, snag a lot of them, but yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, um, I wanted to give you a chance to let folks know where they can find you. We'll obviously include a link, um, links in the uh, show notes as well. But, um, you know, how can people get a hold of you, place orders? You know, it's pretty simple. I, I've been through the process a yep, few times. Yep. But... A lot of people, you know, I, I don't have an e-commerce site, but if you just look me up on Facebook, uh, you just either comment there, the better comment on Messenger or under or find me, Ken Glasser Sr. on, on Facebook, shoot me a message, and I usually – couple hours or i have it answered if not minutes depends on where i am but i usually pick them up right away and like i said you can customize everything anything you want or um, or if you if you see happen to see somebody comment on a site if it's ken glass or senior that's me so <laughs> yeah definitely and 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 um you know if you like his facebook page you'll get to see a lot of the products as they go out you know because he you know he'll be like hey i did this order and so it really gives you an idea of what what all you're doing so yeah i try i try i don't always get to do that but i try to keep pushing them out and let people see that you know some of the stuff may be repeating like uh, i had a, a big run on ebay a lot of people ordering the uh, 64 thousand shad darts you know white chartreuse gold yeah, i think i just posted a picture yesterday that guy from texas he wanted them in copperhead a little bigger size with an extra long hook with, in copperhead color so i did some of them for him but but I, I try yeah. to, like I say, some people might get tired of seeing the same thing, but I, I like to let people know that, you know, I'm still doing stuff. I know a lot of people are really into the tide swim jigs. I don't, unless somebody orders them, I really don't tie a lot of them. Now I'll do, I'll do a couple for me once in a while. If I ever <laughs> get a chance, chance to get out, but. I was going to say, at least you can really customize your own stuff then too, hopefully. But yeah, like the, the PB and J, I mean, that's always a. Always a favorite, but oh yeah, nice. I don't know the color show real well on here, but I have the smoke, oh, I... smoke purple. There's a metallic purple. There's a, a brown barbed wire and a brown in it. But... No, it, that's cool. But yeah, I like the 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 striped brown. The I guess that's the barbed wire, maybe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I tie some of them. On the winter time, I try to do some black and blues. That's a big, you know, big, especially for the up here in this area. If you have a black and blue jig in the winter time, you can probably do do pretty well with it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tie a little bit for me. I, I I was never really a skirted jig fisherman much until the last couple of years. I started uh, fishing with a buddy of mine, you know, Mick, and he always Mick, oh, Mick he always <laughs> ties them. And I started trying to grow. Hey, he could catch he could catch fish in a bucket of water, but. <laughs> He's a stick man. He is. <laughs> yes, I he is. Uh, I definitely know him well. So I, I fish. I've been fishing with him quite a bit, and uh, we all of us went out to the the unnamed lake we were discussing earlier. And mm-hmm. first, it was uh, him and his dad. And myself were there. And, you know, yep. he caught he caught as many as two of us combined. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, that lake is a special place. I uh, I heard it's going to be going away, which breaks my heart. But uh, well. What they did is, I'll give too much. Everybody know what it is. Right. But they turned it into a recreation area, mm-hmm. and it's they actually actually some if they're having a, an event there, they actually close the lake. You can't get to the launch on a Saturday. Yeah. Like it was the middle of Saturday, going to be a, a beautiful sunny eighty degree day. You'll go there and the launch is closed because they're having their event. Right. Because of the it's it's no longer owned by the the commission. The actual the township yep. owns it now. 
Yep. And so they pretty much do it. The, the water is public, but the land isn't. So yep. they can just, if they decide they don't want, they, they don't have any room for everybody else to park. They need the parking. They'll just close it, close it down for the day. And you, you drive an hour to get there and get there and you can't fish. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> and then even uh, Walker Lake, well, they're going to be draining that again. And that's, mm. Yeah. You know, once they take all the fish out and drain that, that could be 15 years. years so that's a fishable place again. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I have uh, Lake Williams down here, which is drained right now. And the same is that kind the of one thing. right by Redmond where they actually yep. drained them both down a little bit. Mike yep. was telling us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I was surprised the first time they drained it, it was fishable again, probably three years. And it was actually one of my favorite places to fish because nobody was going over on that side because they thought it wasn't going to be good. But I was, you know, I wasn't catching big fish there, but you know, I, there's 15 inch bass there in three years. So it was, yeah. it was no, cool. No, Walker Lake, they could, they could, that place could dry up. I have terrible luck at that place. <laughs> I do too. It's like a giant bowl, really. There, it's yeah, yeah, there, there's, there's like nothing on the bottom. Mm-hmm. There's no rocks. It's, it's a, uh, I, I had more fun there. My when I had my my first my first sitting kayak. I went there carp fishing. I had a blast <laughs> fishing with carp. Yeah, was, uh, pulling pull my ten foot kayak around the lake, and it was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was all good. righty. Well, uh, Ken, thank you so much for coming on. Um, definitely looking forward to catching up with you in person one of these times. Sure, I'm sure, sure it'll only be a matter of time, and yeah, heck, yeah. even if it's just to go out fishing with you sometime, you yeah, know, well, if you thanks get for having me, I. Uh, I enjoyed it. Cool. Cool. Well, well good there. times. And um, all right, guys. Well, um, Susie, do you have anything else you wanted to add? I think I'm good. All righty. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, uh, guys, make sure you go out uh, on Facebook and check out Ken's Jigs. Um, I'm telling you, the net rigs alone are worth it. Um, if you fish anywhere rocky, um, you're going to want to try those. Uh, you will thank me uh and and never touch a regular mushroom head again but uh um <laughs> uh, but uh make sure you go check out uh ken's site and um you know uh let us know what you think if you if you find a product that you really like uh mention it in the comments and um you know I, i'd be happy to highlight those too so um but ken man thanks again for coming on yep, and Guys, this has been another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night.